guest of Pressure Points with your two favorite hosts. I'm D. This is my four-eyed bastard, AJ. We're coming at you with Season 4, Episode 19, The Dastardly Acts. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Points O Pressure. I hope you're ready for a good one, suckers. Better be better to be a four eyes than a fucking narc. <laughs> That's me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> narc as fuck. Welcome back, everybody. How was your week? I was good. Yeah, you do anything fun? Uh, no. You never do anything fun. We, I don't. We started. Fucking, doing I don't this. fucking do anything ever. Like, we started to do this bit, you know, like a year ago about you know how start off by just talking about our days, talking about our lives. I know, but. You never I, have it's, anything It's because I'm so fucking boring lately because all I'm doing is saving for my new place. I, I did sign my lease. If Fancy. If, yeah, so uh, I signed my lease on Friday. Actually, I do have a, a yet another cringeworthy D story. Oh, no. So I'm signing the lease at, at this at my new place. The, the leasing office is their apartment unit, right? I know. It's weird. I know. Like where – they're living. Yeah, like where they're living. So you just walk in and there's like a couch and a no, TV. No, you just like knock on the door and they'll answer and they're like, oh, hey, but I call. So uh, I I know it's, it's That's weird. That's a little weird. Hey, whatever. That's why it's so low priced. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> they have to live there. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sitting at their table, like signing things, whatever. And I'm like, hey, can I get a receipt for uh, the first month's rent that I just paid? And she was like, yeah, 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 absolutely. So she goes over to her computer and she's getting like the receipt printed off and she's got her baby with her. Now, her husband had gone outside to work on like some garden thing. I don't know. It's a weird place. Bear with me. So uh, I'm sitting at the table and the baby is crawling like to the open front door because when I walked in, I was like, I'm not going to close the door. Because yeah. you feel, that's just you feel trapped. You feel locked yeah. in. Well, I didn't want to, her to feel trapped. I'm some stranger. Oh. Like, no, I'm not going to do that to mm. her. So uh, the baby's crawling towards the front door. I don't know this lady's name. I Well, I mean, I probably have heard it or seen it, but I didn't remember it. And I look over. I was like, uh. And so I just stand up and I go, oh, you shouldn't be going out there because it's stairs. Like oh. right by the door. I was like, uh, it shouldn't go but, out there. And yeah, so, but you don't want to touch somebody else's yeah, baby. So I was just like, I mean, I guess I'm doing a good thing. So I just open palm, fingers spread out as far as I can under this kid's fucking armpits and just like give them the most awkward lift up like I'm being as hands off as possible. Mm-hmm. And I just move them like five feet back and set him down and I, I was loud as fuck i go oh let's not go towards the stairs and just like put him down and she's like oh i'm so sorry like i thought she was over here with me i was like you're good um i was gonna say and then she I, walks around the corner and accuses you of yeah she's like trying to steal fucking that touch baby. my kid no Luckily, she didn't say anything like that, but I was just like, I felt so fucking weird. That's weird. I was like, I don't want to touch your kid. Could you please watch them a little bit better? <laughs> like, I'm just glad that I'm not next door neighbors to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> but yeah. So that's my interesting shit. Nice. For the week. I guess yeah. something did happen. Well, there you in go. In the life of D. 
Good for you. At least there's something. What about you? I uh, planted my garden. Yeah, I saw it. Looks good. Put a little herb box in and some garden oh, boxes. Get that herb. Mm. Oh yeah, rosemary, oh, baby. dill, and basil. Delicious. Ooh. Lemon basil. I am a week away from being able to open those fucking pickled eggs. You get those pickled me? eggs. Oh yeah, one more Dude, week. I get I get so hard every time I open up my fridge and I'm like, oh, I just want them. Mm, I want those eggs in my mouth. I'm so excited. So thank you for that. Of course. Hopefully they're good. It's my first try. Yeah. Hot sauce is done. Hot sauce is done. It it tastes fucking delicious. Oh Fermented hot God. sauce. I don't even know if we ever talked about this on the podcast a couple weeks I ago. I think we did. I think we talked a little bit about it. Yeah. So we made fermented hot sauce. Oh, oh it's so good. DNA J sauce that you can't have. <laughs> I'm That's... not regulated by the health department. <laughs> yet. Yet. Oh. Now, so so that was a lot of fun. We did uh, dug a fire pit. Yeah. Yeah. That, made that an was, upside down cake. Made an upside down cake. Good job. I don't know. I think that, that was just about it. You're so fucking domestic. Oh, I'm so domestic. <laughs> I am such a good wife. You are. You are my dream wife. <laughs> Pickled eggs and cake. <laughs> Pickled eggs, cake. Oh, and herbs. And cuddles. Fresh herbs. Cuddles by the backyard fire. Warm cuddles by the fire. <laughs> Where it's oh, not awkward if, no. if only one of us gets a boner. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's not expected. if both of us do. Oh, goodness. No, that gets a little awkward because then we have to decide. <laughs> who gets to come first. <laughs> who's on top. Yeah. <laughs> who's who's bottom. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well. We all know you're bottom. Excuse me. Yeah, we all know. Everybody knows. How dare uh, you listen, know listen so much to this, into my, my history? Listen to this podcast if you think D's a bottom. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so many people already already have guessed that. Oh, I get incessant messages on Instagram about it. About being a bottom? Yeah. Like, That's fair. Constantly. That's... Someone will follow and they just go, D, you sound like a fucking bottom. Yeah, they do. That's why I'm not in charge of social media. I'm like, media. how did you know that? Do I say that in the intros? Yeah. Do I say your your bottom host D? Yeah. And this is your and definitely very, top host. Very AJ. dominant AJ. <laughs> Total dom. It's okay. I'm more of a power bottom. That's fair. I could see that. And uh, you know, that's coming from that's a room of torque. two. I think you're considered a bear, but I'm considered a seal. Don't, yeah. Because you're hairier than me. Yes. Very. Yeah. Very so, so you're a bear. I'm a seal. So, hey, if that's what you're into, uh, you know, uh, tweet it out to your friends who also like bears and seals. Yeah, it's cute. Hashtag yeah. berry seal. No, don't. It's, don't it's use working that. now. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's not goodness. trending. Yeah, All right. Well, it is. It's going you came to, over. Well, hold on. This morning. No, I've had. I texted ready you all day, and I said I'm drawing a blank. I, I don't know. I'm not finding anything for this episode. Mind you, last week, to preface all of this, last week I sat down and I said, AJ, we have to get two episodes <laughs> done next week because I'll be moving next weekend and I won't be able to make it up to the studio. And he goes, okay, all right, we got this. Now continue. I did statistic homework. Today was the first week of the of the new semester, so I'm a little, a little busy, but it should slow down here a little bit at least. Uh, not not making excuses. I am a little bit. 
But you know, texted him. He texted me and was like, "Same, same dude." Like, dude, nothing. No inspiration. Like, I had topics. I have a list of topics that are like, "This would be an awesome show." No inspiration dude, to I, actually. I, I do have it. twenty episode topics lined up with sources. Mm-hmm. I just need to do notes on them. And I and read through all of them like five times this week, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Am exactly. I to do? Like, uh, I I was gonna. I'm still working on this, so this might come out later or soon. I want to go over the Unit 731 that we kind of talked about last week. Oh yeah. I want to go over Francesca Mann. I've talked about her for a while. She was a Jewish ballerina who okay. killed some Nazis. Damn. Cool. That one's a cool one. It goes more into like the the Nazi spycraft of the Hotel Polsky event and stuff like that. Or there was some human experimentation that I found. Some uh, Don't you guys just love the episodes where we just talk about how people get uh, sterilized against their will? Yeah. I, I was going to talk about Colombian genocide. Or um, there's just, there's just a, a lot of topics. I found another Jewish man who was a boxer who beat up Nazis. Like, we've, I found another one. We've still got to do Leonard Peltier. Like... Oh, yeah. we That one... I've tried. That one's that one's tough. that one's a good one. But yeah, like I have, uh, like it, I still need to cover Operation Dragnet. I've I've mentioned so much about the Rothschild conspiracies and shit. Oh yeah. Uh, and then I've got oh, which one was it? There's one that I just have it written down. And it has one link, and it says Space Nukes, and that I need to go over. But nothing was really grabbing me. Oh, Space Nukes. That would be fun because I yeah. I know a bit about like. The Starkiller, like, uh, satellites, the satellite-mounted weapons, anti-satellite, satellite-mounted weapons. Yeah, it gets and... into some wild shit. Oh, yeah. I, just I have like to, that. I just that have to stuff. write them down. Um, so... You know how China has uh, satellites that can just wipe out the entire GPS system of yeah, the U.S.? Dude, so, seriously. So nothing, nothing was biting. And then my wife snapped, snapped <laughs> you a... Uh, Video of me watching Scooby Doo Zombie yeah, Island. Yeah. On she, computer. I get a Snapchat from her, and it's all should be doing notes for podcast instead watching Scooby Doo. And I was like, this motherfucker isn't drawing; he's drawing blanks because he's watching cartoons. No, I was going through an internet archive, and I found it randomly. And that one was the one that scared me growing up, and it was really the only modern Scooby Doo that I actually liked past the ones from the seventies. Oh yeah. So I was like, oh shit. Let's look this up. And then it devolved into a conversation about how the Hex Girls are made every woman in our generation a lesbian for the Hex Girls. This is very true, yeah. Like, if if you don't, if you didn't instantly fall in love with the Hex Girls, you're not a human. <laughs> no, yeah, it's true. Like... I didn't even know who they were until, like, six months ago. AJ showed me the Hex, Hex Girls just insta six to midnight. It's just... So I might be crazy, <laughs> but if anybody's listening and you've ever, if you know what I'm talking about with the Hex Girls, please reach out. I want to know that it's not just like me and my sister and like a couple close friends who, who understand that, that, that you've convinced. Yeah. Like I, I want to know, even if, if anybody in our generation was even aware of that, like I might just be crazy, but I feel like that was, a, that's a common thing. Like that was a big thing back in the day. I don't know. Could be crazy, though. I'm too old to really know. I'm a fucking grandpa. Yeah, you are. You're almost like, what, you're turning 50 next year? Something like that. Pretty yep. pretty damn close. I'm going to retire yeah. in six months. Oh, you get to retire? <laughs> That's better than most of our generation. Working since the 70s. You must be a trust fund kid. Yeah, all right. 
Ugh, good oh, thing so, I'm a so, one percenter. So, oh yeah, you are. So, D came over. Yeah, we uh, we played with the pup, yep. and we Joe came over. Yeah. Right? Is that that? I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty sure. By. My girlfriend came over, and we all just went and got coffee. We got a puppuccino. We got a little puppuccino for Stevie. We didn't go to Starbucks though. Hashtag adorable. not sponsored. Yeah, yeah, fuck Starbucks. We went to a local place. We did. Amazing, and uh, we got a little like cup of cream. For, cup of whipped cream for the pup. For the pup, and uh, she went ham. She didn't breathe yeah. the entire time. No, I don't think she. If she inhaled, she inhaled cream. Like she, mm-hmm. she went crazy on that whipped cream. It was great. It was cute. That oh, was awesome. Um, then it started raining, and then he started day. doing yeah. some notes. Yeah, we hung out in the backyard, let the pup play for a little bit, and uh, I, I go fuck this. Like I just, I need to sit in front of my laptop and my iPad and fucking. Just look at something, I'll get inspiration. I found a post that I had saved on Reddit from a year and a half ago. Ooh, solid. Um, and it goes into the Mad Bomber of the 1950s. Oh, in yeah. New and York. That's another episode that I want to do, the Mad Gasser of Mattoon. Yeah, absolutely. Totally unrelated. Completely unrelated, but... Um, I stumbled on it and I go, you know what? Fuck it. Like, we haven't had our true crime episode yet this, this season. Nah, Didn't we? I don't know. I'm just giving you shit. But, uh, I'm sure we did. I'm pretty sure we did as well. But this one, it's, it's good. It's, it's got some pressure points material in there for sure. So to segue into this, I've kind of got to give you a little bit of, uh, George Metesky's backstory. Now, uh, he left um, work as an, as an electrician in Shanghai when he was a U.S. Marine uh, after World War I. And he started working as a mechanic in uh, – he was living in Connecticut, but he was working in Manhattan. Uh, and he was working for a company called Con Edison. Now, he was working on their generators and uh, – one day he was in this little back room working on a boiler and it backfired on him. Now, if you know anything about boilers, they have really hot gas. No. And this blasted into his face. They're not full and of when steam. It, yeah, when it exploded, he inhaled because he was like, oh, God. Oh, God. It fucking scalded his lungs. Yeah. Like burned his face and shit. He had sick. He was on six months of disability and sick pay, and when that ran out, he lost his job because he couldn't come back yet. Yeah, and six months is not enough. No, to recover not at from all. that with uh, from the early 1900s medicine. Yeah, really though, so he ended up getting pneumonia, which then turned no. into tuberculosis, and uh, he probably would have been fine. The only problem was. He waited just a little bit too long to file for his workers' comp. And so when he did file, it was immediately denied. <laughs> Assholes. Uh, he attempted three more appeals for it. All three were rejected. And the last one was in 1936. Uh, in the appeals, the company's lawyers actually reached out to three of his old coworkers. And they had them testify in favor of the company. Now, George believed that 
they were either paid off or that it was just like blatant perjury. Oh, straight like, up. Like essentially bringing these people on and saying, hey, the only way you keep your job is if you testify in favor of the company. Mm-hmm. So George was pissed. And he's like, what the fuck do I do? So what happens when someone healthy gets an unexpected disability and workers' rights aren't protected? Uh, they Hold on. I got this. Let me guess. They <laughs> This isn't the game show this time. I got this. So so they, they don't have any protections. They lost their job. Uh, society, the, the community comes together, lifts them up, and supports them through the rest of their life. Absolutely. That is the exactly end. what happened. Thanks for listening. Uh, no. So he kind of snapped a little bit. No shit. Yeah. So over five years. Did he? Never mind. He just sat down and started plotting. I was going to say, did he? No, no. Wait. I have a great joke, but I don't want to give anything away. I don't know anything about this. Yeah, but you're good. You can do it. Say, did I he mean, pull a Unabomber? Uh, just... I mean, I already said that he was the mad bomber of yeah, New York. So, so he yeah. pulled a Unabomber, Basically. sequestered himself. Anarcho-primitivism. Yeah, right. Good job. You did it, AJ. <laughs> you finally guessed right on D's question of the day. I love um, that, and I, I know, hate it's that. It's the worst. I it's the worst it. fucking intro. So, uh, yeah, he he just fucking mentally splits into he's done, and he concocts plans over four years. So in autumn in 1940. Uh, the Consolidated Edison Power Plant got a little gift on their win- windowsill um, in Manhattan. And there was a little note on there. And the note said, Con Edison Crooks, this is for you. And it was signed FP. Now, the gift itself was, it looked like a little wooden toolbox. And when you opened it up, there was a brass pipe that happened to be filled with gunpowder. <laughs> Um, and it's a, it's a general <laughs> mechanics tool. If you don't know about it, you wouldn't know about it. <laughs> yeah, it's totally fine. Um, and there was the ignition was made with sugar and flashlight batteries. Now that's impressive. Yeah, ingenuity. I mean, he. It's like I said, he had worked as an electrician before. He had been a mechanic. Like this guy had a fairly good history, especially for like 1930s. He's like, oh yeah, I know my shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so police initially looked into a lot of disgruntled workers, but they didn't really find anything, which is surprising because I'm guessing that Con Edison had a lot of disgruntled workers. Yeah. When you have lawyers that can threaten people into, like... Testifying. Testifying bullshit, there are probably a lot of them. Yeah. So... Well, that's probably why. It was just flooded. They they couldn't follow all the leads. uh, (laughs) Really? They're just thousands. Um, so 10 months later, a similar mechanism showed up about five blocks away from Con Edison. Um, and it was believed to be a dud, but Wait, was the first one a dud? The first one, they, they found it and it could have ignited. It had a little like timer on it, but they were able to defuse it oh, fairly okay. easily by probably popping out one of the batteries. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, uh, yeah, they find this. They find this other bomb like five blocks away from Con Edison, made the same way, um, but it wasn't ever activated. Police found it, and it was like, yeah, it hadn't been like triggered or anything. Oh, that's it had just been must, dropped on the street. Must have made a mistake or dropped yeah. it. 
She's so, probably coughing. Yeah, he's probably fucking spreading tuberculosis everywhere. And <laughs> uh, so he so the police believed that he probably well, whoever it was, had dropped it and after seeing like a police officer in the area cuz they were patrolling pretty often out there. Um and a few more months went by and the police got a letter that said, I will make no more bomb units for the duration of the war. My patriotic feelings have made me decide this. Later, I will bring the Con Edison to justice. They will pay for their dastardly acts. Now. <laughs> he is the hero we he don't is, deserve. He is, yeah. I support this kind Workers of patriotism. hero. <laughs> yeah. So, exactly as promised... A bomb popped up in 1951, so nothing showed up for 10 years. And uh, at the end of March, the first post-World War II Metesky bomb reared its dirty head. Uh, it was also the first to actually explode. Ah, that was my next question. Yep. So it had been dropped into a sand urn in Grand Central Station. Nobody got injured. Um Aww. And a lot of people, like, it wasn't, in, mind you, these are just pipe bombs. So it's not like it's he's just blowing he's, up a It's fucking, not a nail bomb. He's not blowing up a city block. Like, it'll explode probably like a, a 10 by 10 radius. But even then, it's not huge. Yeah. Um, There's no debris, really, except yeah, the pipe. Yeah, it's just kind of like, pop, done. Um, now, like I said, nobody got injured. Easy peasy. And that's kind of standard for how a lot of his bombs were, is that not many people got injured from them. A few did, and I'll go over those ones. But um, a month later, another one exploded in a telephone booth in the New York Public Library. And like I said, no injuries. And police started to believe that it was just the act of like malicious pranksters that kids were just coming out and they're like, oh, we for some reason have access to gunpowder and brass pipes so let's blow some shit up <laughs> and uh it really only warranted like a three three paragraph story in on like page 24 of the new york Jeez. times yeah the new york new york times is like whatever we'll post it but nobody really gives a shit because these aren't it's not doing it's not hurting anybody, anybody. it's yeah. not causing any major damage it's mainly just like spooking people because Mind you, this is post-war, so I'm sure plenty of people getting I'm PTSD. Say so PTSD, attacks. yeah. <laughs> so uh, later in the same year, at uh, let's see, it was a Con Edison headquarters phone booth that exploded, and another was mailed to Con Edison, but that one didn't ignite. Same thing; nobody got injured. But like, he's shipping these out every few months. He's getting this shit. He's popping shit off. Now, in October 1951, the New York Herald Tribune got a letter, and it said, Bombs will continue until the Con Edison Company is brought to justice for their dastardly acts against me. I have exhausted all other means. I intend with bombs to cause others to cry out for justice for me. So, he... <laughs> Uh, and then they, the person reading the letter just goes, "What bombs?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Is this a, is this 
Is this about the thing on page 24? And somebody's like, oh, shit, yeah, that was in Wednesday's issue. Who gives a shit? <laughs> um, now, in the letter, it referred police to the Paramount Theater, where oh. another similar bomb to the last one needed to be disabled. So they show up, and they cut well they find a cut in one of the theater seats and the bomb had been put in there and so they take it out disable it because i'd assume that it's just a matter of popping out the flashlight batteries <laughs> and they're like okay this is probably a bigger deal than we initially thought it was um now after a coin operated locker on the 14th street subway station exploded another letter was received and this one said, have you noticed the bombs in your city? If you're worried, I am sorry. And also, if anyone is injured. But it cannot be helped, for justice will be served. I am not well, and for this, I will make the Con Edison sorry. Yes, they will regret their death dastardly deeds <laughs> i will bring them before the bar of justice public opinion will condemn them for beware i will place more units under theater seats in the near future signed fp now that year a man named fred eberhard sent con edison a pipe filled with sugar because Fred is apparently a fucking moron. Yeah. I don't know who. He, like, I, I'd assume he was just like, oh, I'll show them. Mind you, this guy's like 50. And he's just like, Con Edison. And this really shows you how many pissed off employees Con Edison previously had. Um, now, he wasn't sneaky enough. And he ended up getting charged with sending threatening material through the mails. Sugar. <laughs> threatening. <laughs> In a brass pipe. Whatever. Isn't that how you guys carry all your sugar? Yeah, that's how I store mine. Yeah. It's in my cabinet. Um, at his conviction, a DA told the judge, the defendant is a particular source of annoyance to the New York City police. We are firmly convinced that he is not of sound mind. He has been sending stimulated bombs around the city for the past few months. Now, they kind of thought that this Fred dude was him. Okay, was that, that's what I was thinking. But they weren't positive. So they ended up sending him to Bellevue Hospital. Real quick. Did Fred send other pipes of sugar around? I don't think he did. I think he just oh, sent just... the one. Oh, okay. But there They're were a lot of... pinning it yeah, on him. They maybe. were kind of just saying like, hey... He's been causing New York City so many problems. And on top of that, while they're trying to find this guy, even if it's not Fred, like if if they don't find this other dude and if Fred isn't FP, then Fred's just wasting their time with like copycat shit. Yeah. So. Um, so Bellevue. Bellevue Hospital. For some of you long fans, this might sound familiar. Now. Bellevue Hospital is a mental ward in New York that I actually talk a lot about with uh, Nellie Bly kind of going undercover into in season three, episode 10 and 11. It's uh, 
uh, what are they called? Whoa, Nelly. Whoa, Nelly. Oh, Whoa, okay, Nelly yeah. part one and two. Like... Check those out. Uh, I know that we have a lot of new new listeners lately. So if you guys are interested, those are honestly some of our best episodes. Yeah. Check we those we covered that one. Yeah. Uh, we talked a lot about her book that she wrote about it, yeah. which was oh. 10 Days in a Madhouse. Yep. So good. In fact, between the first episode and the second episode, I read the book mm-hmm. just because it was so it's, interesting. It's, it's a really, it really fucking well cool story. So check that shit out. <laughs> now, back to George Metesky. George Metesky. <laughs> I know. So, uh, well, not quite to George, but uh, to Fred. The most 1930s names ever, I swear to God. So uh, Fred was eliminated as a suspect as bombs continued to show up. And he was he ended up being released from Bellevue and they were like, oh, he's, you know, not a nut house. He's just an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> he's just an angry, disgruntled worker. I wonder Whoa. why. Uh, now, in 1952, three bombs were ignited. There was a bus terminal in March. Uh, the Lowe's Theater in June and in December. And uh, one of those didn't activate. Uh, but the last one of the year in Lowe's Theater in December, one person was a victim. Uh, good old George finally was, he was going after blood. He didn't give a shit. So uh, <clears throat> after that first victim, Police reached out to local newspapers, and they asked them to stop printing letters. So for a lot of this, letters just didn't come in because they would send them to police. And even the letters after this, police would kind of like filter out certain parts. And um, they also said to play down the bombings. They were like, we don't want people going crazy, worrying about getting bombed. We just want them to be bombed and not know why they're being bombed. Wonderful. Yeah. Way better. Honestly, the best thing a police officer could do, in my personal Censorship. opinion. Censorship. Yeah. And censor, hiding information from the public. Censor the press and hide information from the public. God, I, you know, the 1950s police, just as shitty as the police are now, Weird. if I'm being honest. It's almost like we don't have the freedom yeah. of the press. Oh, man. <laughs> What what would be the uh, let's see all cat all cops have always been bastards. That, yeah, that one's a little bit tougher. So I think we'll stick with a cap. Yeah, a cap's easy enough. <laughs> so uh, by this time, New York had already coined him as the Mad Bomber. So people already awesome. knew who he was. But now it's just like, oh, we're not seeing where these bombings are taking place. So people are fucking terrified, but they don't know what. What to avoid? Yeah, they don't know what's happening. Being told anything. There's no pattern that they're finding because it's being censored. <laughs> yeah, and they're all just like, oh, "Should I go to work today?" The Mad Bombers on the loose. Good fucking luck. <laughs> uh, now, in 1953, after a few different bombings, um, the police called him a publicity-seeking jerk. It's almost like <laughs> one. It's almost like the problem could be solved. By looking into a previous workers' comp case. That's ridiculous. Yeah, Why would nah, you do that? Fuck that. Uh, back to the bombs. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, 1954 at Radio City Music Hall, there was an explosion at the base of one of the seats. Now, four people got injured in that explosion, yeah. Um, and only people 
fairly nearby were able to hear it because the the padding on the seats was so dense and like heavy that the pop of the pipe bomb just made like a like it wasn't <laughs> it, was it wasn't That's super awesome. loud totally we need, muffled we need it. those yeah. chairs in this room i know yeah really though for our fat asses um and so this pops <laughs> and they're watching a movie right <laughs> now people come over they help these injured people out of the out of the theater the 50 people sitting around where that little explosion occurred just moved to the back and the movie keeps playing <laughs> most people don't know what's happened but like when you see people scrambling to help someone that just had a bomb explode under their ass I personally, even if I'm on sitting upper deck, I can get the fuck out of there. Yeah. I don't know how many I, other I've seen Inglorious Bastards. I'm not staying yeah. in a the theater after gonna, that shit happens. They're going to fucking light they're me kill on Hitler. fire with Hitler. <laughs> I love that, that. Oh my God. They're going to fucking kill Hitler. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so this movie keeps going, and all these assholes still stay in the theater. It takes an hour and a half after this bomb has exploded. They finish the movie. <laughs> they finish the fucking- Damn, like, you, you're going to walk out of a Buster Keaton <laughs> film? Like, come on. <laughs> no, I will not miss a Buster Keaton ending. <laughs> um, and they finish the stage show as well. And then the police- Cordon off 150 seats. They probably and came them. in and they're like, well, yeah. there are 50 seats available. We can just hang out and watch the rest of the movie. Somebody said there was a bomb in here. Hey, shut up. The movie's not over. Sorry. Shut up. I'm trying to read it. <laughs> Boys, sit down in these spots. Just just avoid the one that had the bomb in it. Yeah. That one's got a hold. You won't be able to sit there. <laughs> yeah. Fucking idiot. Jesus. So uh, they search the rest of the seats. They don't find anything. And. Uh, that was kind of really the only one noteworthy in 1954. Everything else was like people would find them in um, in telephone booths. Uh, some people would be in like the library and they would find it in the telephone booth there. They'd be close to uh, Con Edison and they'd find one in the telephone booths there or hanging outside. One of his go-tos is he would put the pipe bomb in a wool sock and then, like, climb. I don't know how the fuck he would get it in certain places, but like, he would hang it up on the wall somewhere, and people would just be like, Ooh, another sock on the wall. Fucking 1950s idiots. I don't know. They're like, Wool socks. And nobody would think anything, and they would either explode or people would say, Oh, that looks like the wool sock that blew up that telephone booth. <laughs> Maybe there's a bomb in there. And uh, so, I mean, they're getting. A ton of calls as well. Oh, like yeah. The police sure. are just getting people that are like, oh, my God, my, well neighbor, my oh. neighbor could be the mad bomber, like, which would probably be mm -hmm. your neighbor. Oh, yeah. And mine. Um, now, that's going on through 1955 and 56. And in 1956, they have the highest reports of bomb threats. Some of them... Like, well, one of them led to an entire search of the Empire State Building. They searched all 102 Damn. floors. And it was just a it was just a bullshit call. It was just pe people calling the police, pulling pranks on them, being like, oh, there's a uh, fucking pipe bomb in the in the Empire State Building. 
And the cops are like, well, shit, we got to respond. That's great. Uh, That's great. And, I mean, people were calling in for department stores, schools, offices, theaters, and Grand Central Station was reported a ton as well. Uh, just because he, he ignited, like, five or six there, I think. Damn. Um, now. Busy. 1956 is also the year that he really got his stride. Oh, good. Um, and he was really sticking it to the man, especially a 74-year-old man that worked at Penn Station. Um, a young man came up to this old dude and he says, Hey, the toilet in your bathroom is clogged. Promise it wasn't me. You should go check it out. So this old this old guy goes in there with a plunger and he's plunging the toilet. Oh no! Which activates the bomb that George had put in the toilet. Oh my and god! It so so he stuffed a stuffed a bomb into yeah. a wool sock and threw it in the toilet. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> he I it love up. it. Explodes. It's like this doesn't look like shit. There's a sock stuck in here. Eviscerates this 74 year old dude. Doesn't die, but like he's in critical ass condition. Yeah, there's just porcelain. The only way they figured out that it was a uh, uh, mad bomber bomb was because they found pieces of a wool sock and brass piping among all it. the porcelain. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, there's also a guy. And this one, this one sounds like you, if I'm being entirely honest. Oh, no, honest. that's not good. That's not a good thing to no. say. So uh, this guy's at a telephone booth shortly after his shift ends, and he sees a piece of uh, brass piping sitting on top of the telephone. And he thinks, I'm sure I could use that at home. Picks it up, puts it in his pocket, and goes home. He gets home and puts it on the kitchen table. Because you never know when you might need brass piping. That's true. And you don't want to misplace like me so it. So far. So the next morning, before he wakes up for work, his fucking pipe bomb explodes in his kitchen. That's fantastic. Nobody gets injured, but it's just like, what the fuck? Like, if you had been printing shit about this in the New York Times or in the New York Herald... People Maybe probably would have known not to take bombs home. Avoid wool socks <laughs> and brass pipes. <laughs> really, though? Crazy. I love oh, it. Oh, God. So on December 2nd, uh, the Paramount Theater gets bombed as well. And this one drew a lot of attention because six people got injured, one of which is in, like, major critical condition. Um, and so it wasn't one that the police could really prevent the press from reporting on. And uh, so the press is all over it and everything. And the police commissioner actually comes out and speaks out. Um, and they end up offering a $26,000 reward for information leading to his apprehension. Damn, they're finally taking it seriously after... Yeah, 12 years, right? now, 15 years. At this point, the uh, the police had basically an entire division that was dedicated to trying to find this guy. They would scour through Con Edison records. They were looking through workman comps claims. Um, let's see. They were like 
just flipping through over and over all the tips and fake letters that were sent in. They're going through lawsuits, mental hospital admissions, vocational schools that had had missing bomb parts were all searched as well. Um, And a lot of citizens were turning in their neighbors and coworkers because they were like, oh, he knows a little bit too much about bombs. You'd be fucked. Yeah. Um, or they'd just be like, he's acting strangely. He's and they would, slightly yeah. Irish. So, I mean, this entire So, he's got to be doing it. Yeah, this... Jesus, really? The fuck? Uh, this, this division is just spread thin. They're going through everything, trying to find anything. Now, the police released a profile of the bomber. This is... I was doing my notes... AJ's sitting across from me, and I just start laughing hysterically. Yeah, I just like, didn't what? even I ask. Go, it's like, this is the best shit. Just wait for it. Okay. So Hold on. A couple okay, I'm ready. In. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Now, the police said he was male, mm-hmm. well-proportioned, and of average build based on studies of mental patients. Okay. Because you can't be crazy if you're fat. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, you're. We're both totally, totally uh, normal. Likely forty to fifty, 50 years old. Precise, neat, and tidy. Well behaved and an exemplary employee. <laughs> He's Slavic, due to the bombs being favored in Middle Europe, and the way that he writes his G's and Y's. Are you I'm shitting not me? Kidding. That is genuinely one of their their points. Is that they were like, he's probably from Slavic areas. He's Slavic because they they have a lot of pipe bombs in, sl- <laughs> yeah. in, in that area. So stupid. Oh, my God. Now, they said he has a good education, but he probably hasn't gone to college. Um, he's foreign-born or lives in foreign-born communities. Slavic communities. Mm-hmm. Watch out. Yeah. Gotta be. Yeah, he's learning all his pipe on stuff from everyone else, which is interesting because he also said, I'm not going to bomb the U.S. during World War II. Because he's a patriot. Because he's patriot. Yeah. Like, well, whatever. So, <laughs> I didn't... wait, oh! wait. This next one is the best one. Okay. Based on the rounded letter W of his handwriting, it's believed to represent breasts. And the slashing and stuffing of theater seats was thought something about sex was troubling the bomber. Possibly an Oedipus complex. (laughs) What? (laughs) What the fuck? So because he writes his W's, it makes him look like titties. This guy is sexually repressed. He wants repressed, to fuck his mother. And he wants to fuck theater seats. <laughs> I mean, have you seen those theater seats? Those are thick. Yo, they thick as fuck. <laughs> the thick crack with... right there in the corner? Ooh. Yo, they thick with two Qs. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, bro, what the fuck? This, this is why we and didn't have it, good criminal profiling thing... until the FBI in the 70s. Like, this is trash <laughs> profiling. Oh, man. My favorite thing is that they're like... Well, because of these things, he probably wants to have sex with his mom and wants his dad dead. You're like, what the what? Where the fuck are you getting yeah, all this like, from? Oh my god, that's not. Oh a- Jesus! So, on top of that, after calling him a theater seat fucker, they <laughs> say that he's theater all- seat mom fucker, <laughs> a theater seat molester. Uh, they say he's a loner with no friends. 
little interest in women, probably a virgin. Except his mother. Except his mother. I, lo- I love that they're like, yeah, this guy's a fucking virgin. Like, <laughs> they're just throwing, like, 13-year-old insult. Only virgins use pipe bombs. He's a loner and a virgin, dude. Based on the way he wrote his Vs, he's definitely <laughs> never had his dick sucked. And, and to go in line with the Oedipus, uh, unmarried, living with an older female relative. Okay, so his mother. And probably from Connecticut. <laughs> But hey, they got the Connecticut. They say they say probably from Connecticut because it had a high density of Slavic people. Oh, <laughs> so they they got it right, but <laughs> totally not even for a legitimate reason. Anyway, yeah. So uh, the day after the profile is released in the paper, Mateski actually responds with a letter. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, he says you're fucking and wrong. He says I get my dick sucked all the time. <laughs> he's like, listen, bro, I'm getting pussy left and right, and it's not from theater seats, okay? <laughs> Signed, FP. <laughs> so, uh, he goes, my days on earth are numbered. Most of my adult life has been spent in bed. My one consolation is that I can strike back, even from my grave. For the dastardly acts against me. <laughs> he only knew one word, dastardly. <laughs> one descriptor. Really, yeah, justice and dastardly. That sounds like someone from someone that's Slavic, honestly. Yeah, that's gotta be. Yeah, 10 out of 10. That, that's somebody who's attracted to family members. <laughs> only people who use dastardly if they're attracted <laughs> to family. So in this same letter, he specifies where all of the bombs that should still be there can be found. Because he says he's concerned that you guys aren't going to find all of them. And that if I die, they're just going to start popping off and hurting innocent people. That would be people. great. Yeah. So uh, on March 1st, or sorry, he sends a second letter after that um, with details about the materials that he used. And he says, hey, this is how you can diffuse them. Like- this is Himalayan wool. Yeah. Himalayan yak wool. <laughs> I bought these at Macy's, these wool socks, Macy's <laughs> brand wool. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually promises a truce until March 1st of uh, 1957. And he's in that letter. This one's a little long, so get ready. Okay. He says, I was injured on the job at Con Edison plant. As a result, I am a judge, totally disabled. When a motorist injures a, jo- a dog... He must report it. Not so with an injured worker. He rates less than a dog. I tried to get my story to the press. I tried hundreds of others. I typed thousands of words, almost 800,000. Nobody cared. I am determined to make these dastardly acts known. I have had plenty of time to to justice. Yeah, I have plenty of time. I have had plenty of time to think. I decided on bombs. He chose violence that day. He did. Now, we're going to go to the other side. We are now in the Con Edison plant. A woman by the name of... of, Con Con Edison. Edison. Yeah. A woman by the name of Alice Kelly, she's a a Con Edison clerk, is she's kind of just looking through the last collection of workers' comp files. And... She finds a red one that's marked with injustice and permanent disability. Surprisingly enough, it didn't say dastardly on it. I was going to say, yeah. Um, and 
the reason she put two and two together is because the letters that he sent to Con Edison during his workman's comp trial were almost identical in tone to the letters in the newspaper, including the phrase, dastardly deeds. Of course. Fucking George, you done it, man. You fucked up. You should have changed your vocabulary. You're <laughs> a fucking th- thothorith. Uh, th- a thothorith. A Um Now, she sends it to the police. And the police are like, okay, we'll look into it. Thank you. But why didn't we have this file? They're like, we're so confused as to why we, like, how are you getting this file from before 1940? Now, Con Edison told the police that anything prior to 1940 had been destroyed. No idea why. My guess is they probably had a change in lawyers at about 1940, and they were like, let's just say that these things didn't happen. Or they were... They knew they fucked up on a couple of cases. They knew they sure. they didn't want police to be yeah, second looking were, at there shit. There were some sneaky business going on. Mm-hmm. Now, Alice Kelly, despite finding this, is the dumbest person I have ever read about. I love it. Okay. Do you want to know what she did? Yes, I'm putting my glasses back on. So she finds this file. She turns it into the police. And the police say, well, Alice. You do realize there is a $26,000 reward for turning this information in. Like, this could lead to to the arrest, arrest. then you get the money, right? Yeah. Alice says, no, I was simply doing my job. $26,000. Are you shitting me? In 1957. Oh, my God. That's like if somebody says, hey, D, you want 150K? And I go... No, I'm just podcasting because it's my job. Give me the fucking money. I'm just like, doing my minimum, my less than minimum wage job. Jesus. I don't, I don't need this a, money. She's a clerk, for God's sakes. Oh, my God. And you want to know something? I bet she regretted that the rest of her life. Jesus. Actually, she probably no. didn't. She was probably one of those like self-righteous Yeah, assholes. her head was it's probably like, so far up her own ass. I didn't even accept the money when I turned in the mad bomber. I don't need it. Alice Kelly, shut the fuck up. You, you are an idiot. stupid ass. You a dumb bitch. Oh and I'm God. angry that you're the reason George got caught. Because I yeah. like George. I think Mr. Metesky is a straight-shooting fellow. Oh, yeah. Because... When they went to his house, police knock on his door. George opens the door. He's in his PJs, sees all these police. They sent a lot of them. And he says, well, fellows, I know why you're here. And he just stands to the side. They had their warrant ready. They go in and they find, like, brass piping. They find gunpowder. They find sugar. And flashlight batteries. They find every single thing they need to, but they also find a really, really large piece of brass piping. And they ask him, they go, Yo, what's with this? And he says, I was planning on bombing the New York Coliseum. (laughs) Damn. I was trying to take down the Coliseum. Holy shit. He's going all out. So, uh, they find everything, and they they say, George, uh, you need to go get dressed because we're taking you in. And he goes, okay, I'll be right back. George 
so they're they're gonna take this. How old is he now? Like sixties, fifties, sixties, seventies. Nah, he's like fifty six, fifty seven. Okay. But I mean, he's and he's dying because yeah, he's got he's fucked up lungs dying. and tuberculosis. Yeah. Like, what are they gonna do? Arrest him until he dies. Yeah, so... He's already in his bed for most of his life because he's so sick. I know. So they say, Now he just doesn't have to pay for food. (laughs) Right? So they go, George, go get dressed. We're taking you in. George comes back in a double-breasted three-piece suit. Ooh, he's been planning this. Oh, he... I guarantee you that as soon as they sent that out of the letter, he's like, I'm going to jail in style. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> now, Surprised his pockets weren't just full of pipe bombs. Right. So he planted 33 bombs over, and that's including like the two or three that he did before nine, before the World War II. And uh, he ended up being deemed legally insane in his trial. I mean, <clears throat> hey, good for him. Yeah. And they actually deemed him incompetent to stand trial. Ooh. So in 1957, he was sent to a hospital for the criminally insane. So he was he, he was competent enough to make and place bombs and write letters, but incompetent but not, enough not, to, yeah, not to enough stand, stand trial. trial. He had a good lawyer. He did. Holy shit. Now, the best part is he goes to this hospital for the criminally insane. And because all of his like medical care is taken care of. His health improves. They they nice. help him with his burns. They help him with his tuberculosis. Like uh, one of someone was interviewed and they said that they saw him to interview him as a member of the press and they go, he looked so much healthier at our interview than he ever did um, during his trials. Damn. And so his health improves. And in 1973, 16 years after, so he he was. Um, he was convicted to 25 years in this uh, mental institution, right? Mm-hmm. Now, in 1973, the U.S. Supreme Court passed a law that said you can't hold people in, like, criminal institutions, mentally, mental criminal institutions, whatever, if you deem them mentally sound. Ah, so, so he had an out. Yeah, and the state of New York had a little thing that's like if he served two-thirds or more of his sentence, he's good. So in 1973, George is released. He walks free. With better health than than he had when he went in. So he comes out. He survives for 20 more years. He lived to be 90 years old and died in 1994. My hero. I know. Did, did Did I reincarnate? I think you might As, have. I whoa. think you might have come around. I might be his reincarnation. Uh, let me pull up his picture. I was just picture. a couple of years after that. Yeah, let me pull up his picture. We'll see how much you two look alike. So, Did George... he wear glasses? No. Okay, I'll take off my glasses. But his eyes were a little bit fucked up. He probably needed glasses. Oh, he's got glasses in this one. So that's George. Oh, my God. That's me. It is. He does look a little, a little too crazy to be you, though. Mm, you haven't seen him happy, when I'm trying to build a bomb. Look at how happy he is that he's been arrested. I, no, like if if I was arrested and someone came by from the press to take my picture, I would smile. No, he he's got that's joy in those eyes. He's not even 
It's not a fake well, smile. He, He's just he, like, I'm hey, finally. The biggest thing, I think. I'm finally if, getting the help I need. If I got arrested for something that I believed in, I would be over the world. And this. That's his suit. Look at that classy son of a bitch. I'll Damn. get these pictures posted on Instagram. He is fancy. Yeah. So, good old George, you know. He he came through. I wouldn't even say that this is a true this crime is, episode. This is a hero This is episode. a hero, wholesome ass episode. Oh my God. George Metesky, the hero. hero of 1957. I want to get that picture blown up on a poster, put it in here. <laughs> the problem is that... They're going to, like, if when, not if, when the FBI raids your house, they're going to look through your search history, and they're also going to see a picture of George, and they're going to go, uh-uh, get this motherfucker behind bars. <laughs> they don't even have to look now. at my search history. Just don't open the file that says FBI, do not oh, open this God. file. They'll be fine. They legally can't open the file if you put that in as a oh, file yeah, name. I'm sure. It's the same thing if uh, you tell you ask a police officer if they're a cop. Yeah. They have they, to tell you hey, you know, You know, a cop legally can't kiss you on the lips. <laughs> But he can put his dick in your ass when he's fucking you after. Yeah, the yeah, shit but he can't legally kiss you. Yeah, without identifying himself as a cop. <laughs> I'm a cop. Jesus yeah, but Christ. then there you go. You say, "Sorry, I haven't been doing anything," and then they have to leave you alone. <laughs> he goes, "No more kisses for you." <laughs> oh God! No, that that's fantastic. <sighs> I I love that for there's... for just a a bullshit throwaway episode no no this is it this is a so well now. i know that's that, it's season four we're catching our stride man this is great like if you if you don't like how well we've structured our episodes this season go listen to season one and two yeah <laughs> you've seen we've grown yeah we've we've come a long way so um like i it recently like the last couple of months definitely just this year i've been learning more and more about bombings why the fuck did nobody say, hey, as early as 20 years ago, this is me growing up, Yeah, this was happening every day, even in your state. Like, nobody talks about Salt Lake City being bombed. No. Nobody talks about Ogden being bombed. Nobody talks about all of these places. They're just bombers everywhere. They're bombs being sent yeah. everywhere. Oh. And it's still pretty much happening. Like, it's just not <laughs> talked about. Like, uh, Meet the Mormons on Netflix. I think I talked about I, it I haven't I watched, watched it. it yet, but I need to. It's pretty good. It was well done. Yeah? It was really well done. Um, and you'll love it because of the the kind of church history that kind of goes into Mormon it. Sneaky shit that they talk no, about. No, no. It's, it's more the... And also, for me at least, it was the, the ancient document collection oh, industry. yeah. Which yeah. is so cool. I love I'll that stuff. Check it out. But, like, I had no idea how many people just get bombed. In the United States, like before gun violence, you know how there, there's a school shooting like every week. Jesus. It was bomb. It was violence. bombings before that. Jesus. Like honestly, modern day criminals who are, and and people who are shooting up schools and public places, you're not creative. You should be bombing everywhere. Like send letters, and you should be bombing people. So much more creative. Like there's there's no. some flair. I'd much rather be reading about a bunch of bombings rather than oh some fucking neckbeard with an AR-15 shot up a school. Oh fuck! No, I'd rather have an oh. anarcho-primitivist living in a cabin <laughs> mailing bombs everywhere. That's way cooler. That's that's the tagline. That's gonna be. <laughs> that's the tagline. Fucking that's gonna be. Uh, Pressure points host yeah. says. I was gonna say at my trial. 
says school shooters are not creative enough. <laughs> Should be mailing bombs. Oh well, I'm glad we put out uh we put out that ad and shit because oh, we're getting fuck. shut down today. <laughs> oh no. Ah, they they won't oh, review God. us. We're good. Hey, nobody's uh, gonna listen to this. Far everybody knew. Anyway. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for like, tuning in. If you Reach made it this out. far, like, follow us on Instagram, Twitter. We always respond. Well, D always responds. D always responds. Uh, yeah, at points o pressure. If you can't find it on either of those, go to the links in the show description. Yeah. And then every um, our our Instagram and Twitter also has links to our show. Huh. We do have a website, but like. We don't do it. It just posts there. episodes. Yeah. Like if if you have a different platform that you prefer, you're gonna have a better time on that platform, I'm yeah. sure. Um, but you know, we we I, I take pride in our little our little cover photos. So you get that on every platform. <laughs> shit. Um, if you want the uh, a couple old like the the Patriot Cookbook or. or uh, the Anarchist Cookbook, not the Patriot Cookbook. Yeah, opposite. That's from Fallout. <laughs> it's the knockoff. Uh, or, you know, if you want... Uh, fuck, let me let me just pull it up real quick. Boom, boom. Because I've got it right on the desktop. Anarchy, General. If you want the Kurt Saxon, Poor Man's James Bond, the Big Book of Mischief, the DEA Agent's Manual from 2002. Anarchist Cookbook, yeah, I mentioned that. And... Uh, you know, just just a couple of these books. Just just reach out. I'll send them to you. Yeah, but do not use them. Yeah, don't use them. It's just really interesting because this is where a lot of these people got this information from. Oh, well, great. Thanks, AJ. <laughs> yeah, because like uh, I'm pretty sure the Anarchist Cookbook came out in the 70s. I think so. Which that would have been right. which would have meant that they it was written with people like this dude in mind. This is true, yeah. With, As either inspiration or using mind. their example. Yeah. But yeah, always... Damn, it used to be easier to bomb companies before CCTV. Oh God, I hate you Technology. So now everybody has a camera in their pocket. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> thank, you just thank have to go God somewhere... You in fucking 2019 and not in 1960. <laughs> I would have reported you. Uh, just so you I know, know you would have, but yeah. I would have reported you. This is also fair. For so, picking up people's children without their permission. Yeah, and just... Just looking just at you. General appearance. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, like, it, it used to be so much easier to send a mail bomb. Now they, like, check mail. X-ray is, it. This thing is such a turn. So don't don't mail it, of course. Avoid CCTV. Um, <laughs> don't give up tips. Cardboard boxes. <laughs> that's a fragile this on isn't them. helping with your FBI oh, watch list. Fuck. Uh, oh. you, know, you know, yeah, deck of cards. You can fit a bomb in a deck of cards. It doesn't surprise me. So, that's cool. God damn it. I suggest the coat room at a fancy gala. <laughs> oh, just, man. Just make sure you, you should be there. That's the big thing. Like, get a job as, like, a valet. And then start setting bombs in people's cars. Like, scope out the parking lot to where there aren't any any uh, cameras. Oh, how did I know that this is going to turn into you giving tips? <laughs> I'm not giving tips. <laughs> I We'll cut all this out. Yeah. Oh, we'll cut it out in post. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, huge shout out to our Patreon subscribers. I don't have it up, so you better remember uh, it. We got D's Nuts. That is not me. Uh, Todd Waddles, Casey McFacey, Dark Runner, Nordic Thunder, and Haley... Was that six? I think so. If I forgot you, I'm so sorry, but I'd probably know you, so don't take it personally. 
I got the ones that don't know us. Um, if you're interested in subscribing, we have a couple, like we have our very first episode that we ever uh, the, did. The unreleased pilot. The unreleased pilot. Um, that one's up. We have some of our sloppy seconds where we talk about some weird shit. We've got about 25 to 10 minute like episodes. Um, uh, some, a video. Yeah, we got a video up there and we will always respond to you on there if you reach out. So uh, follow the links in our bios for that and we will catch you guys next Monday. Thanks again.